0: are listening to help for hd live the first podcast created for families living with huntington's and juvenile huntington's disease don't forget to find us on itunes blog talk spotify and iheart radio you can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at help hd.org to watch us in person find help for hd tv on youtube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: Hi, guys, and thanks for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Nikhil Ratna on with us um, from India, and um, we are going to be talking about research that he's doing for HD. Um, Nikhil, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Thank you, Lauren. It's my pleasure to be here on this show. Um, I'm a doctor. Uh, I've also done my PhD uh, focused on Huntington's disease. Uh, when I realized that a lot of issues uh, that the hd families face and which uh, compelled me which which motivated me to do something for the hd community of india and we work towards it uh, along with some hd families to form a, a national organization uh, which we call as uh, the huntington disease society of india and it's been uh, an year since we have formed this and we are hoping for a great um, great future and um, to do good for this HD community.
1: And why did you get involved in research for Huntington's?
2: Yeah, uh, there was no particular reason. Uh, it's sort of an accident. Um, uh, it's, it's an accident turned into a passion. In 2014, um, uh, when I joined my PhD, at National Institute of Mental Health and Neurosciences in India. Um, I had a choice to pick a topic. So I just wanted to do research. And then um, this is a clinical scientist program. So you have to work with a clinician and then you do your PhD. So in the field of neurosciences. So I I had met Dr. Sanjeev, who has been my mentor, who, who has decades of experience in seeing HD patients. So he showed me the path into HD and then, yeah. Yeah, I went ahead
1: okay so can you tell us about your recent research
2: yeah the the research uh, in question specifically about the paper we have published um, recently in the month of February is about uh, uh, about uh, the cohort that we have it uh, in hand. so about 144 patients on records between two thousand and Thirteen and sixteen. So, this uh, study was uh, to see the overall outcomes uh, in in patients of HD in India, because we we have never had a, such a study where we know the outcomes. What is happening to these patients? They come for checkup once, and then they vanish, or sometimes they come for a couple of follow-ups, but we don't know what is going on. Right. So this this was in fact uh, part of. An audit of the data collected for my PhD dissertation, um, which gave us an over overall understanding of the profile of HD cohort, the kind of symptoms they face, the 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 profile of the CAGs, and the profile of their functional capacities, and uh, the number of people who were alive in three, in three years of this uh, follow-up, etc. And what did you?
1: Um what did you find with this? Like you were so the, the research is called psychiatric morbidity and poor follow up underlies suboptimal functional and survival outcomes in Huntington's disease. So That's right. What were the results that you that you got from this?
2: Yeah, to start with, you know, I took the record and then um, I followed their whole medical records for three years and then I called up the patients to get more data. And uh, uh, most of, I mean, the people who were coming back to follow-up, I have even seen them in person and assist. So to start with, one-fourth of these patients were untraceable. So their addresses were wrong or the, the contacts were not, the mobile numbers were wrong or something like that. So oh, it was very saddening. So we, we lost one-fourth of the cohort uh, for follow-up totally. And then another one-third were not on regular follow up. They were on record, they were alive, they can be contacted, but they were not on follow-ups. Uh, this was due to various reasons like long distance travel because this is the only centre in India which was having a HD centric approach and uh, it is in the middle of the country, but you know the country is wide and large. So, And 12% of the, the patients who were traceable were de- were dead within the 3 years of duration. And none of them died in a hospital or a hospice. You know, everyone died in their own homes. Mm-hmm. So This was very important for us to know, you know, what kind of end care they were getting. And coming to functional ability scores, uh, they were mostly proportional to duration of duration of illness. As in, more the number of years they had the illness, their scores were less, which was which was expected. Coming to clinical symptoms, there was high prevalence of psychiatric symptoms. About 90% of patients who were traceable and contactable uh, and also through the records had uh, psychiatric symptoms uh, of one form or the other. Right. And most worrisome was the incidence of suicidal symptoms in about 20% patients, which is, which is quite higher than other uh, studies uh, um, of uh, Europe and US.
1: Right.
2: And three of these 17 deaths were due to suicides. Mm-hmm. There were 17 people who were dead, but out of these, three were due to suicide. And that was very, very bothering. And there were some offshoot results, uh, revelations, uh, which we investigated in another study, which is being published soon. This is about the juvenile hunting room this is patients, you know, um, the kind of profile they had and the outcomes they had.
1: I'm curious, how many um, how many people... Are affected by HD in India? Do you guys have that number?
2: Uh, the, the countrywide estimates, you know, it's a hunch or it's a it's an intelligent guess based on few um, epidemiological studies like the haplotype study. Because uh, if you extrapolate the result of the haplotype study, which says that the haplotype of uh, Indian HD patients is same as the haplotype of Europeans. Uh, uh, European Indian community right. that would translate into at least 50 to 70,000 of the current population in India um, should have been affected by hunting the disease but we really don't have the numbers because of less awareness um, and you know less healthcare no registry till now.
1: Okay. So based off of this research what would be your recommendation to the H D community? Because it sounds That's like fair. um yeah. it sounds like follow up is so important. I obviously am very aware of that from these past few weeks. Um, but especially in India, um, you know, it sounds like there's this struggle for for follow up care. Um and so, what would be your recommendation to the HD community?
2: That's a perfect question. So basically, the poor follow-up is mainly due to the the unpopularity of Huntington's disease, I would say, in one way, and the, the stigma attached to it uh, in the in the doctor community as well as the patient community. So it's like uh, many families feel very very stigmatized to tell that one of their family member is affected and the resultant uh, next generation would have so many more people being affected and people still hide it until they get it. So if they, if you say they get it in fifth or sixth decade until then they just hide it. That's number one. Number two, the doctors who treat in, in India generally, we are more focused on tropical disease, infections which can be cured. Okay. So genetic diseases in general have a less, uh, you know optimistic approach so mm-hmm. people don't have optimistic approach that we can still help the patients with genetic diseases so th- this was the main reason that we have poor follow-ups so I hope these findings which we we had in this study alarm us towards inadequate health care for HD spa- patients in specific uh, which is resulting in poor outcomes uh, in India So, um, basic recommendations I would say is that psychiatric symptoms are highly prevalent in HD, in HD populations in India. So, it cannot be taken for granted, you know, it's just a disease of movement, no, it's not like that. And um, uh, this uh, could be potentially treatable. So, many psychiatric symptoms respond to drugs and we can considerably uh, you know, um, improve the quality of life and Probably uh, extend their lifespan. For example, we can prevent the suicides, right. you know, by by providing drugs for depression and impulse with impulsivity. You can at least prevent this, uh, you know, um, um, untimely death or what do you say, uh, living not to their potential. Right. And um, uh, the other thing is that uh, it's a, it's a it's a call it's a call for the whole Indian community to recognize HD as a big problem you know, to establish facilities for the uh, for health care of the patients and uh, also, you know, make some policy level changes uh, uh, for the benefit of the patients.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this information. I'm so happy to hear that you are, are helping families in India and, um, and that you guys um, have, so you said the the HD organization is is very recent, um, within yeah. like within the past five years. Is that what you said? Within the past year? So it's just
2: one year old. So we we registered right. in the month of August in 2019. So we are just finishing one year soon.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that's amazing that you guys are doing that. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show and taking time. We had to work this out, and it's been I know it's been a struggle, but um, thank you. And for those um, who are it's my,
2: totally my pleasure, and and uh, I really thank you for getting in this uh, getting this on air so that people across the globe know what is happening in India and you know stand shoulder to shoulder to fight this disease.
1: Absolutely. We in the HD community across the world have to be together and um, and have to That's help right. each other. So thank you so much for those listening. Um, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great day.
2: Thanks for
0: Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.